The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. As part of the human condition, so often we uncover experiences in our lives that are sources of pain, grief, and anger. Crisis can very often come, and many times this allows us to become stagnant in our lives, and we really don't know how to move forward. But there is a book that has just come out, and it is called Wise Mind, Open Mind by Dr. Ronald Alexander, and it is a wonderful guide to help those individuals learn how to... but can allow you to really get to a place of fresh personal visions for joy, contentment, and vitality. I'd like to welcome Dr. Ronald Alexander to 1111 Talk Radio. Oh, thank you very much, Shivin Singh, for having me. It's a delight. This is a really wonderful book. As I read through it, I, I found a lot of nuggets. I found very much wisdom. And for those listeners that, that already know about my own story and my depths of depression that I went through prior to 11.11 being created, it rang so true because your discussion about creativity and the relationship to transformation is really very, very succinctly linked and so I'm really thrilled that you've written this book, and I think it's going to be a very powerful piece for many people that are in that place of stuckness and don't know how to move out of a particular crisis. How did you begin to uh, discover that there was this link between creativity and transformation? Well, very early on in uh, my career, when I was first studying um, both Kundalini Yoga and Buddhist mindfulness meditation, I had the unique opportunity... Uh, to be part of the Center for Health and Healing and the Kalsa Medical Clinic in Los Angeles, uh, California, which at that time we were at the Cedar sinai Medical Office Towers between 1978 and 1983. And many of the uh, first patients that, that were referred to me by the medical staff were artists, uh, painters, writers, directors, uh, musicians, um, people on the creative side of the television, film, and music industries. And at that time, um, it was long before what we now know as the design of medications like Prozac and Lexapro and um, Zoloft and things along that nature. Um, 
many of the patients that were coming in were either bipolar or they were suffering from some form of chronic addiction uh, that you often see with highly creative individuals. And um, none of the old-line medications really helped them. Uh, if anything, it really made them worse. And one of the things I discovered very early on was when I was teaching yoga and teaching them Buddhist mindfulness meditation, that they seem to respond um, very well and rather quickly, and that their depressions started to lift. And when a depression started to lift, I began to explore with them their dreams, uh, their uh, getting more direct access to their creative unconscious. And I started to notice that if you used the direction of pointing a patient into the core source of their creativity, that a very powerful healing transformation uh, came about. And then I had this case that was sent uh, to me, uh, a couple from the Midwest, and I write about it in the book. And their two children, two young children, um, a five- and a six-year-old, were being taken on a uh, to a play date with their nanny, and they were hit head on by a car that had crossed the median line, and the nanny escaped without a uh, scratch, really, but the two children were killed instantly. Yes, that, that story really struck me because I, as I was reading through the materials and I, I thought about, you know, the many different crises that can affect an individual's life and really send their life into a tailspin, that probably is one of the most profound that a person can experience is the loss of a child, not only loss of one, but the loss of, of both or all of your children. And, and I, I would like you to, to expound on how you handled that because I, I really thought that was brilliant even though, and, and I'd like you to explain what a wisdom counsel is too as you go through that story, even though your wisdom counsel initially told you not to go with what your mm-hmm. intuition had guided you to do. Well, yeah, okay. Um, and I'd just like to reference, uh, although I won't go into them today, but there were two other rather uh, monumental type uh, cases that came around that same time, and one of the cases was um, a young 16-year-old had been hiking uh, with her high school class in Kauai, and uh, her father was down below. He was part of the trip, and she had posed for a picture high up on a cliff above Kalalau Valley, and for some um, uncertain moment, she slipped and she fell, you know, a couple of thousand feet and, and died. And he was referred to me. And then another case where uh, there was a custody case with a father, mother, and a daughter. And the mother had put the seven-year-old child um, up to testify against the father that he was abusing the daughter. And when it, the uh, trial came to case, uh, court, the child said no, that uh, her father had never done anything and that her mother had, you know, coached her. And shortly after that, like within a day, the mother and the uh, daughter uh, jumped off a cliff and to, the, to their death. So if you put this into context, 
I'm a young therapist at that time in my career, and um, I immediately uh, decided that I had really not received any kind of Western psychotherapeutic training that uh, would really adequately and even compassionately uh, help to assist any number of these three cases, but I'll just stay with the first case uh, of the two children. And I remember sitting quietly with the couple, um, and they were of a different uh, faith, and they had asked uh, their physician for someone that was uh, both Buddhist and Hindu uh, oriented because they had a particular interest in uh, past lives, um, which is a very helpful way sometimes of holding people in such horrible and uh, horrendous loss. And so I sat with them, and in the very first session, I decided that words, as I tuned into my own uh, unconscious and felt into my compassionate heart that there were no, no real words that I could adequately touch deeply into their anguish. Of course. So, yeah, and so I decided to just say that to them, uh, something that really uh, a Western psychologist would advise against saying. And I said that... Um, and there's a phrase I wrote about in the book uh, that nobody will really ever get over that kind of anguishing loss. However, you will learn to navigate and transform both of your souls, you know, having this extraordinary spiritual uh, learning. Um, if you want to call it a samskaric learning or a karmic learning, uh, or just stay very existential with it uh, as an existential learning. So um, I closed my eyes and I said to them, let's try something and let's just sit here together and watch our breath and watch the in-breath and the out-breath and go into the hot space. And uh, a very important piece of information is part of why they were referred to me was that the husband who was in a particular uh, kind of uh, industry, he literally had stopped feeling. He'd become, um, the wife had said he'd become like uh, marble or, or ice cold. Um, he, he couldn't feel, he wasn't sleeping, uh, he couldn't cry. And she, on the other hand, was much more, uh, she had much easier access uh, to her feelings. And so I suggested that we just sit there and that we go into a state of mindful meditation. Um, I didn't talk a lot about what mindfulness was or its roots to Buddhism. I just felt the freedom to simply take them into the experience. And I said, let's just sit and explore the hot space mindfully. And about 10 minutes in, um, the husband's heart just hot chakra. It was like a ripe peach. It just opened up. It like burst. And he was deeply sobbing and uh, crying. And I reached out and I held each of their hands. And we just kind of sat as if the three of us were in a sacred space. 
I mean, I continued to trust that the healing that was really needed for this couple was going to come from what we would call a transpersonal psychological space or spiritual space. And I'd like to continue with that story and and hear more as soon as we get back. I'm speaking today with Dr. Ronald Alexander. He is the author of Wise Mind, Open Mind, which has just been released, and it focuses on building mind strength, the ability to use mindfulness to master and refocus one's thoughts, beliefs, and emotions in order to access their core creativity and become more empowered as a mindful leader. As the mind quiets, it opens into deeper states of awareness through a three-step process that resilient, creative artists have mastered. Readers of Wise Mind, Open Mind will learn how to let go of the past, tune into the present and one's core creativity, and move forward with passion and purpose. We'll be right back with Dr. Ronald Alexander. online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. 
We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. My guest today is Dr. Ronald Alexander, psychotherapist, leadership consultant, and clinical trainer. He's the director of the Open Mind Training Institute in Santa Monica, a leading-edge organization that offers personal and professional training programs in integrative mind-body therapies, transformational leadership, and mindfulness. He is the author of Wise Mind, Open Mind, Finding Purpose and Meaning in Times of Crisis, Loss, and Change. You can find out more about him on his website, www.ronaldalexander.com. That's ronaldalexander.com. Welcome back, Dr. Alexander. And we were speaking about a couple who had experienced great loss of, of two children 
and uh, you help them to explore some of the mindfulness techniques um, of Buddhism, and uh, this helped to open the heart somewhat for them is, is where we kind of left off. What was the next step? Well, then the next step was that I decided that it would be very useful if I were to call what I write about in the book is uh, the council of support. And I, I really feel that it's really important to have key people that uh, are supporting you uh, as you grow and you uh, working on your own transformation, the progression of your own uh, art form, uh, the development of um, a profession or a skill or a new project. And I call that the council of support. And that's any any individual should have that council of support. How do they determine who those people might be? Um, I think that the best way to pick a council of support is is to go through some of the the common roles that I suggest in the book, uh, whether it be a mindfulness or a meditation teacher or a dharma teacher, or it could be your rabbi or your minister or your priest. It could be um, a, someone who is a wise mentor. Um, it could be uh, you could have your attorney. Um, if you're working artistically or creatively, you could have one, two, or three uh, other kinds of uh, musicians or fellow writers. Like on my council of support, I had about four or five different writers um, and several musicians who are able to think and uh, interact with me um, and really stretch me. And at the same time, what I talk about in the book is that uh, individuals on your council of support should not be afraid to really challenge you and to confront your ego and to give you feedback that will help stretch you. Uh, but also be transformative and expansive so that you can begin to think outside of the box of whatever creative uh, project that you're working on and or whatever difficult um, issue that you're struggling with. So in this case of this couple, I decided to call one of my old um, earlier mentors from Amherst, who was uh, Ramdas. And so I decided that it would be very helpful if I could uh, speak with him and get his win- wisdom and insight. And prior to calling him, I was meditating uh, shortly after the couple left my office. And I had this uh, image uh, that came to me intuitively, because in the book I talk and write a lot about the importance of using your intuition, um, using the, the capacity to listen to the voice that comes from your core creative uh, self or essence. And I had this image of the continent of India, and I thought that that's kind of odd because, as I said, this couple was of a different religious persuasion, and the thought and the idea of sending them to India or connecting them to India seemed very kind of like an odd piece of the puzzle. So I called several of my clinical psych- uh, psychology colleagues and they all said, uh, they all agreed, uh, what a horrible idea. I mean, why would you want to send a couple who have just lost their two children to uh, a continent that's filled with pain and suffering and um, is very harsh and um, that, that that's a bad idea. So I called Ramdas and he said, well, let's meditate on this. And he was in a phone booth in Barry, Massachusetts. He was about to go into a three-month long-term um, Buddhist Vipassana, uh, which means insight, um, 
from the word Pali, a retreat. And he took the time to take about a half hour, 45 minutes, and for us to just sit quietly. And, um, and as he went into his uh, core self and I went into mine, he said, I, I think this is, Ron, you're really on to something here. I, I think India uh, could be that of which is a major piece to help in the healing and the transformation of uh, this couple in moving through this grief. And so I decided to talk to them about my image and the concept of having them go off for three months. And then when they returned, uh, that we would continue the uh, clinical work on uh, the grief counseling and recovery. Well, what I found very, very profound about your suggestion was you suggested a particular place, Varanasi, where a lot of people went to either grieve or to uh, say their goodbyes, either for, for their own life or to ones they had lost. So you, your intuition had guided you to send them to a place where grief existed everywhere, and, and partially that was because they were not fully facing their own. Is, is that yes. why? Yes. And, and and there was an awareness that by going to Varanasi, which is one of the most auspicious places, because uh, the Ganges River passes through there, and there's, there's a series of um, seven uh, what I call ghats, and the ghats are the uh, places where they cremate um, the temples that uh, border right on the Ganges River, uh, stone and steps, and um, those fortunate enough to be able to have the money to uh, afford the wood become cremated there, and then those that don't are just simply uh, wrapped in a, a white sari and covered in flowers and oil, and then are just placed in the water itself, and they're, they're given over to the uh, the river. And so this couple spent quite a a long time in Varanasi, uh, witnessing uh, death in many, many forms and variations, um, witnessing the death of newborn infants and young small children like their own, and then adolescents, young adults, uh, middle-aged people, and then uh, old, uh, older uh, uh, people who were at the very end of their life. And they witnessed uh, lepers coming to die and be cremated there. And um, it touched them in a very deep and profound way. And I am here today with Dr. Ronald Alexander. You can find out more about him at his website, ronaldalexander.com, about this wonderful new book called Wise Mind, Open Mind. Regardless of where you are in your life, at some point, some bump in the road, some pothole will set you off course. And it really isn't about the pothole that shows up. It's how we handle the pothole, how we drive around it. And this book allows you a lot of wonderful tools and techniques, wisdom and methods that will help you to discover how to maneuver those potholes and attain a place of mindfulness, attain, attain a place of mind training and mind strength. I hope you'll come right back and join me so we can learn a little bit more from Dr. Ronald Alexander. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network.
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you looking for Life's Balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours. And the results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgery. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I welcome you to explore 1111 Magazine, which is now in Barnes & Noble across the country. There are some wonderful articles that go through every issue, and you get a a great exposure to many philosophies, tools, and teachers through that as you move through your own process of empowerment and positive living. Our current issue, the November-December 2009 issue, has just been released, so you can find that on the shelves, or you can come to our website at 1111mag.com. That's 1111mag.com. And with how 1111 Magazine began, it really resonates with who my speaker is tonight and the book that he's written. I so often believe that our creative impulses and our gifts that are to come forward, they, they stem from sometimes personal tragedy and crisis that we go to go through. But oftentimes those crises, even though in the moment we can't see them, they are the gift that allow us to go deeper into that source of creativity that we all came from. And that is truly where our spirituality also stems from, our creative source and our creative access to that heart source to blossom forth in the way that we desire to blossom forth. So Dr. Ronald Alexander is here with me today, 
and we are speaking on his book, Wise Mind, Open Mind, which is rooted in the relationship between creativity and transformation, but based very much on Buddhist principles. So, Dr. Alexander, I'd love for you to um, go ahead and complete your story about this couple and how it transformed their life, but I'd like to get into a little bit of how some of the processes are in this book and how they relate to uh, some of the wonderful truths and concepts about Buddhism. Okay. Um the last part of the story is after Varanasi, I suggested that they uh, visit um, and work in a center in Calcutta with the poor and the dying. And they did that for a month. And um, they were facing and meeting death and sickness and uh, also um, being able to help and minister um, medically to people who would have died um, had they not volunteered to uh, helping receive support from the humanitarian uh, who was uh, running the clinic. And so this also touched them very deeply, and um, which reminds me of a story where um, a mother in one of the Zen stories goes to the Buddha um, with her three-month-year-old infant, and she's sobbing in tremendous grief and sorrow, and she begs the Buddha, she says, I will do anything if you bring back my baby. And the Buddha turns to her and he puts his thumb on her forehead and he says, Dear one, uh, go from village to village throughout the country. And when you can find a home where someone has not died, uh, bring back a mustard seed mm. and I will bring your infant back to life. And so several years uh, passes and she returns, of course, and she has collected... Um, stones from every home to represent uh, all of the different people that have, have died. And she realizes, and she throws her feet at the, uh, throws herself at the feet of the Buddha and realizes that her path is really now to study with him and to serve and, and, and to compassionately uh, act. And so this couple returned from India, and as we worked um, clinically, they uh, went back into their lives. Um, the mother went on to study uh, medicine and became a physician uh, working in third world countries with children and the father went in a different direction um, and so there was a core healing that occurred by offering them a, a spiritual uh, journey as part of the solution to the healing of something that in many ways is so difficult to, to heal. And in the book, um, I talk about that there's uh, a three-step process. And it's a process of utilizing creativity to help to transform yourself whenever you're going through, whether it's a small crisis, uh, pain or loss, or it's medium or severe. And there's three steps to it. The first step, of course, is to tune in and to look at um, what hindrances, what resistances that you have, how you're holding on, and how you're holding yourself back. Um, the second step has to do with letting go. And in order to let go, you have to use some of the first step, uh, which is it's important to really survey what function or purpose 
does the unconscious self have in the conscious self in order to hold yourself back from moving into the future, in moving more deeply into being present with what is and accepting whatever has been lost, we say in Buddhism, is now dead and gone. Uh, the past is dead and gone. Uh, the future is yet to arrive. What is past is dead and gone, and what is present is here and now. Well, and for many people listening to that three-step process of letting go of resistance, tuning into the creative unconscious, and then moving forward with a practical plan, that would sound very, very simple, particularly if they're not going through anything in their life in this particular moment. But when a person is actually in crisis mode, they cling more strongly and amplify their patterns and their dysfunctions. So instead of letting go, they hang on tighter. And instead of tuning in, they get themselves busy and try to to avoid all the feelings. And instead of moving forward, we get stuck. So this is a very conscious participation that has to occur for this process to allow itself to work. Yes, and this is where the uh, wisdom of mindfulness meditation and mindfulness practice uh, comes in. And and that's that what we want to do is we want to welcome in and be more present with whatever the crisis, pain, loss, or affliction, or suffering that we're experiencing, rather than to push it away or to distract ourselves away from it. And then as we go through that wave of suffering, similar to if you're out swimming in the ocean or you're surfing, as you go through the undertow, eventually the ocean itself will pop you up and you'll be in the foam and you'll see the sunlight and the air is there. And that's the creative piece, which is I encourage if people are not going through a crisis, they can still apply this three-step process to going about bringing about change and transformation in their life. Um, where perhaps they've been doing something in a repetitive way that is no longer providing them a sense of satisfaction, a fulfillment, contentment, purpose, or passion, or even meaning. And that if you apply the three-step process, you can leave behind the repetitive patterns that keep you locked out of a entirely more dynamic, more purposeful, more meaningful, and more passionate uh, future, whether it's in an occupation, uh, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's the way that that you uh, interact and communicate with your children. Well, and so often what people forget when they're experiencing a great challenge or a crisis is in the midst of all those feelings of fear, anger, or resentment, or grief, whatever's showing up, we forget that after the loss comes the rebirth. It's an opportunity to really design a new life. And I like how you phrase it because you call it designing a new life mandala. And so I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how wonderfully creative and amazing and enlivening it is to really step into designing that new life mandala. Um, When I was in India in one of my many trips, one day it was raining and the taxi that we were in broke down on the way to the airport. And I ended up um, hitching a ride in a farm wagon 
with animals and uh, supplies. And as we're heading down the, the dirt road, because there's many, many dirt roads in India, the wagon got stuck in the mud. And we were out in the middle. Of, we had veered way, way off course, and we were stuck in the mud, and there was no one around to help push us out. And there we were. And so the um, owner of the wagon suggested that we all get out and start doing yoga and meditating. And he said that, that the rain would eventually stop, and at some point we'd uh, move along our way. And being a Bostonian, I was very hard-pressed to imagine that, well, okay, the rain's going to stop. It looks like it's raining cats and dogs, and we're like uh, a, a foot or two in, in the mud. How are we going to get out? And in about an hour and a half, the rain stopped. The sun came out, and it dried up because it's very hot in India. And it dried the mud very quickly. And then all of a sudden, we were able to then push the wagon. And the part of the wheel, and that's the mandala, the part of our own self or our unconscious mind or a part of our self that um, is stuck and it's frozen uh, or we're feeling wooden with, that's the part that sometimes is in the mud. And um, with time, um, and particularly if you have intention, Intention is very important, particularly if you're wanting to harness your creativity. You have to have intent, and you have to create an image in your mind of what is the first step in the creation of the new vision. And that's like one of the spokes in the wheel of the mandala. And if you think of it, there were three or four spokes of the wheel stuck in the mud. But when the sun came out, which is the new image, it dried all the mud, and the wheel turned, and we were all headed on down the road uh, on our merry way. So a mandala is a very, very ancient uh, symbol. It goes all the way back to the time of the Tibetans. And it's a representation, really, of the both unconscious self as well as the higher or divine or spiritual self. And uh, I write in the book about the importance of creating the imagery of your own mandala for change. And it's necessary to allow that change in our lives, and most often it has to come from ourselves. We receive our support. We have teachers, tools, and wonderful books that help us guide along the path, such as Wise Mind, Open Mind by Dr. Ronald Alexander. But in the end, it takes that intention. It takes that conscious awareness. It takes that mindfulness and that desire to move out of where you are into something greater. That's something greater that's waiting for each and every one of us through every crisis that shows up in our life. There is a gift. You can find out more about Dr. Ronald Alexander at his website, ronaldalexander.com. And I urge you to get this book. There are many, many nuggets within it, as well as uh, a, a wonderful display of many of the principles and ideas that the, the Buddhists follow. And that in itself is a way to help to align yourself with what resonates in terms of truth, wiseness, wisdom, and intention. We'll be right back with Dr. Ronald Alexander, and we'll learn a little bit more about how Buddhism supported this creation. Awakening. 
media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Crisis or just going through the daily grind of your own life, you can build your mind strength in these uncertain times with Wise Mind, Open Mind, the latest book from Dr. Ronald Alexander. You can find out more about him at ronaldalexander.com, where he also has a listing of his new East Coast book tour, which will be opening in New York on December 5th at the New York Open Center. So you can find out more about that on his website, ronaldalexander.com. Dr. Alexander, we were speaking about mandalas and how creating one is so important, and one point you mentioned was intention. And I know that in Buddhist principles, there is the eightfold path, and wise intention is one of those eight pieces. And, you know, so much of what 1111 Magazine, 1111 Talk Radio is about, it's, it's very much about conscious living and really participating in your own wholeness. Can you review that eightfold path so that we can see kind of what the basis is of your work? Well, um, it it starts with, of course, uh, wise mind, 
um, and having what we say is the importance of starting with wise speech. And it's important to articulate um, that when you are speaking in the world, to speak from a place of uh, integrity and authenticity and right effort um, is important that whatever kind of effort that you put into everyday uh, action uh, is very, very uh, essential. And then there's a right livelihood that in terms of to have an alignment uh, between what your intention and where you place your attention. And it's important to have wise uh, concentration and, and to concentrate on whatever it is that you put yourself in, it's important to put yourself into it a thousand uh, percent. And there's wise uh, action um, and also wise view. And it's very important to um, embrace the, the view that you hold both about yourself and that manifests outwardly into the world has a congruency. There's a, a, a political phrase, uh, think um, globally but act locally. And I, I also say think locally but act uh, globally. And I think that it's very important that you cultivate um, a wise view that in each and every day you have the opportunity to uh, do what the Buddha said that all of life's conflicts are either between letting go or holding on, uh, opening to the present or clinging to the past, or you're expanding or you're contracting. And um, in the wise view, you, you want to sit and be present in a more expansive uh, view that every day you have... A, very unique opportunity to touch people. And whether you're at the dry cleaners or you're at the car wash or um, you're listening to your son's teacher uh, who's giving you constructive feedback or perhaps is having a bad day uh, herself, that you have a, an opportunity to show up with compassion and wisdom and to be present in wise mind so that your view is that we're all in this together and it's not just simply about myself and my needs, my wants, what I like, what I don't like, um, that we're all interconnected. In Buddhism, there's a term codependent origination and it's a concept of what the Vietnamese Buddhist monk uh, Thich Nhat Hanh writes a lot about is the concept of interbeing. And we're all like-minded beings. Well, that's why I wanted you to also go through that Eightfold Path, because for those listeners that um, for, are maybe on their own path and, and Buddhism is not something they're familiar with or um, is not something that they participate in, if you really listen to those different pieces, they exist in all. They exist in really a lot of the traditions, and I think we need to recognize that oneness and just really pull the pieces from different places that we need to anchor within ourselves our own spirituality and our own power and that 
knowing of oneness that exists between all of us as we live in that wise view, wise action, wise speech, wise word, wise intention, all of those things, it's the same as right action, right word, right thought. You know, it's, it's, it's all the same. So I think that's very profound. You also go through some hindrances that people can end up facing, and I think there were there were five of them. One was wanting mind. One was illusory per, uh, perfection. One was restlessness and uh, sleeping mind. These hindrances that show up doubt, I think, was the fifth one. These hindrances that show up, so often people will succumb to those things. But living more consciously and really participating in a way that we try to follow truth principles and different things like that, will they help to eliminate those hindrances in our lives? Yes, and those hindrances are something that we all struggle with. And when we're learning meditation, whatever type of meditation that you're learning, you're going to always be dealing with wanting mind. Wanting mind is going to arise in the form of a lot of desire. And I am with Dr. Ronald Alexander, and we have been discussing his wonderful book, Wise Mind, Open Mind. If you are having a hard time, uh, if you are wanting to step into letting go or having a hard time by just continuing to hold on, if you find that at times you're in the present or oftentimes you stay stuck living in the past, if you find that you desire to expand but oftentimes you are living in contraction, then perhaps this is a book that you need to pick up, one that will allow you to step into a place of mindfulness, grow consciously, and allow yourself to develop methods that will help you create a practice in your life for greater creativity, greater compassion, and greater joy. I appreciate you being with me this week. I look forward to having you next week on 1111 Talk Radio. And until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.